Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Michael Barrison, who was charged with the attempted murders of Lauren Kanarek and Robert Goodwin in Long Valley, New Jersey. Kanarek was struck in the chest by two bullets from Barrison's weapon, and as it was undisputed that Barrison fired those shots, his legal team argued that he was not guilty because he was legally insane at the time of the shooting and in the alternative because he fired those shots in self-defense. In our last episode, we finished our look at the prosecution's direct examination of Lauren Kanarek's boyfriend and fellow alleged victim, Robert Goodwin. In this installment, we begin our review of defense attorney Edward Belinkus's cross-examination of Mr. Goodwin. That's all coming up right after the break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. At the end of our last episode, Prosecutor Christopher Shellhorn indicated that he had no further questions of the prosecution witness Robert Goodwin, and Judge Stephen Taylor called for a break. After the break, the judge and the attorneys discussed the trial schedule, and Judge Taylor also indicated that it was brought to his attention that one of the jurors couldn't see some of the indications that Mr. Goodwin had made with a laser pointer on a photo of the crime scene. So, Mr. Goodwin briefly retook the stand and repeated his testimony for the benefit of that juror. We start today with the beginning of defense attorney Edward Belinkus's cross-examination of Mr. Goodwin. Good afternoon, Mr. Goodwin. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the background here. You meet Barrison in 2018, correct? Oh, uh, either beginning of 2018, end of 2017. I forgot what month we went down to, to Florida. Okay, and you made reference to a, uh, a clinic that Lauren was attending, correct? No, I mean, I don't know if it was a clinic, but it was a, uh, a training, training, month-long training thing. Suffice it to say that after discussions between them, she agreed to come and trained with Michael Barrison, correct? That's correct. Based on uh, what you knew, would you agree with me that that was a huge step up from her previous trainer with regards to the uh, experience and uh, uh, facility? So we made the leap to change our lives and go up there and train with Michael. Now, when you first went up there in 2018, uh, how many horses did Lauren have at that time at that facility? Uh, referring to when we went to the uh, Florida, when we first met Michael. Yes, she had two horses, correct? Yeah, I guess it was two. I wasn't sure if it was just Evie. It, it might have been Evie and Fritz. Okay, and then after the winter, uh, you came up in 2018 uh, to the New Jersey facility, correct? Yes. Now, you were living on the main floor of the farmhouse at that time, correct? Correct. And uh, your understanding of the deal was that Lauren would pay $2,500 per horse to have those horses boarded there and trained. And there was also an additional benefit to you and Lauren that he would provide living accommodations, correct? That's correct. Okay. Who negotiated that deal? 
Was it Lauren or Lauren's father? I'm not sure. But as far as you're concerned, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you didn't pay any additional rent for living accommodations, correct? We wouldn't have went up there if we had to pay for it. Wouldn't have been wouldn't have been feasible if we had to pay for rent anywhere, either on the farm or off the farm. Okay. And were you working at the time? No, I don't, I don't believe so. In New Jersey? In New Jersey, when you came up here, you didn't have a another. No, job. when we when we came down to New Jersey, I was not working at the time. Okay. And were you aware that when the living arrangements were made for Lauren, that you were not originally included in that deal? No, that is not true. Lauren, Lauren would not have come down without me, or come up, sorry. Okay, so you come up with Lauren. What is your job when you're up here in the summer of 2018? Summer of 2018, I helped Lauren with the horses. And what, what, do, what do you specifically mean by that? Is that like a nine to five type job or? No. No, not at all. What is I get to I get to spend time with horses and animals that I love. I get to spend time with Lauren, spend time with my dog. So, okay, were, were you getting paid to do that? Was I getting paid? Yes, I guess so. Yeah, in a sense. When you say you guess so, in a sense, was Lauren paying you money? Lauren gave me money to pay my bills. That is correct. So you're basically living for free in the farmhouse, correct? What do you mean, basically? I was li we were living in the house for free. I mean, not for free. I mean, if the horses weren't there for the five thousand dollars, no, we wouldn't be living in the farmhouse. But yeah, so. Okay. So, were there some problems in two thousand and eighteen uh, with Lauren and the staff? To your knowledge, I don't recall. Did she always show up on time uh, to her riding lessons? I mean, no. I, I highly doubt anybody ever shows up everywhere on time. Okay. I don't understand the question. Okay. Is that a question? Barrison training. Her and her horses in the summer of 2018. Uh, it was more Justin Harding was training. Michael was in the background and gave tips and advice and you know, overseeing and, and you know adding adding input along the way. And, and that's basically pretty much what Lauren in, uh, expected with regards to the arrangement that she made. Correct? Objection. Mm. To your knowledge. Well, it's still, that doesn't. It's it still calls for a hearsay. Answer. So sustain. Ask another question. In the very beginning, in 2018, in the summer, Justin Harden was training Lauren and her horses, with Michael Barrison overseeing the operation. Correct. That's correct. And did Justin Harden continue to train throughout 2018 before you guys went back down to Florida? So he did, and I, I, I see where this is going. Sorry. Michael wanted to get to know the horses before he got on. So, if we're trying to get to, was Michael the planned trainer? Yes, he was. He was supposed to be eventually the main trainer of Lauren's horses. Okay. And uh, after the summer, everybody goes to the facility in Florida because it's cold and snowy up here, correct? In the winter, correct. Okay. Now, when, when you went to Florida, did he provide living accommodation? Well, in Florida, they didn't know. Where did you guys stay? We stayed in a uh, rental. Were you still paying the $2,500 that you were paying? No, we paid more. How much were you paying in Florida? Well, Florida's more expensive, so we paid uh, $3,000 a horse, I believe. And based on your knowledge, that's a common number per horse in these types of facilities, correct? Uh, I don't know what other people charge. Okay. Now, the prosecutor uh, brought up your drug use. Will you agree that during the time that Lauren was being trained by Michael Barrisell. Judge, can we be heard at sidebar? Prosecutor Christopher Shellhorn objects to Belinkus's questioning the witness about his drug use. 
After a quick conference out of the jury's earshot, Judge Taylor issues his ruling on the objection. If the objection is overruled, I will allow limited questioning for the reasons stated at sidebar. Mr. Goodman, the prosecutor brought up your assessment. You indicated that you never did drugs at the facility, correct? That is correct. It is a fact that you were doing drugs during the time that you and Lord Canerac were using Barrison's facility off of the facility. Uh, I did state I had a few relapses throughout that time. So while Barrison was training Lauren Canerac and you were living in his home, you had a few relapses, correct? Right, but with the specification, not on the farm. Not on the farm. Michael Barrison or any of the staff just never... Just hold on. Just answer the question. No okay. question. The question was, off of the facility, while... Lauren was being trained, and you were living in Barrison's house. You were doing drugs, correct? I had a relapse during that time. And and we're talking about crack. Judge, I think this goes beyond the scope of what yeah, you well, said was No, but it's... The, no, no not, the, not the specifics. That's bad conduct evidence. It was used only for impeachment or to clarify his earlier answers. That objection sustained. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. After Judge Taylor sustains the prosecution's objection to Edward Belinkus's more specific question about Mr. Goodwin's drug use, the defense attorney decides to move on to a new line of questioning. When you came back in 2019, there was a flood, and you saw the evidence of that, correct? Correct. And basically, the house needed a lot of renovations, correct? Correct. Now... When you came back up from Florida in 2019, Lauren decided to bring more horses to the facility to board and train, correct? Uh, that's correct. And an agreement was made with you that she would pay no more money to board and train those horses if you did a total and complete renovation of the house, correct? And no, that would, that would be a very big deal. I mean, if I did the renovations, do I get to board and train for the rest of my life? And, when no. you say for the rest of the life, you brought two additional horses up, correct? We, we brought one. One she bought from Michael. Correct. And the other one was the retired one, which Michael was telling us for a couple of months to bring up. But she now had three. She was talking about bringing the fourth, correct? Yes, I talked about bringing the fourth. And even the fifth, correct? Having the fifth horse. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the third one was purchased from Michael. Okay. Irrespective of where she got it from. Well, she didn't bring it there is what I'm, I'm trying, to, trying okay. to say. So, irrespective of where she got it from, she would basically be boarding up to five horses without paying for three of them. Correct? I was under the impression that the horse she purchased was free to live there for the rest of its life. Well, again, training. you don't have any personal knowledge of that, correct? 
Well, well then, but, but, yeah, but you're you're asking him, Mr. Blinkus. That's the problem. I, I I don't know what the source of his knowledge is. It, is it hearsay knowledge? Was he part of negotiations? Okay. You got to you got to clarify Understood. this so we know Understood. the reliability. Sorry, Judge. You weren't a part of those negotiations, correct? Correct. So you have no idea what deal was made, correct? Other than what someone else told you, correct? Uh, with regards to the horses and Lauren, no. Okay. So my point is, Lauren Cataract basically entered into an agreement where she was going to board five horses and only pay for two, correct? Well, he, he just said he wasn't part of the negotiations. How can he answer that question? Just, that. just withdraw. Move on. Okay. You personally agreed to do construction work as a trade-off for whatever deal these people made, correct? I had a conversation with Michael saying that uh, because the water flooded the apartment and I was already working on the barn, you know, already working on the barn, that we could trade work for the cost of the two additional horses, which would be symphony and rose uh trade to work for that and if there was any extra work that it would be paid in cash okay and when when you say extra work paid in cash the work you agreed to do was work on the farmhouse correct at that point yeah i mean that was where the main focus was yes okay and will you agree with me that at the time of the shooting there's a hell of a lot of work that still needs to be done at that facility that's correct there's no insulation or sheetrock in, in the kitchen, which we saw in pictures, correct? I was working in the basement at the time. Okay. But the basement wasn't finished either, correct? Like that is correct. The bathroom wasn't completed that we saw in the picture, correct? Correct. Okay. There were, there were two rooms that we saw that were tiled, correct? I mean, if, if, there's a lot more work than tiled, I guess. Okay. There was two, two rooms that were tiled, finished, painted. Okay. Two now, rooms that... You didn't do that tile work, did you? Excuse me? You didn't do the tile work in those two rooms, did you? Didn't Michael's friend do the tile work? No. Is it your sworn test? Mike, Michael's friend helped. Actually, Michael's employee, Mike McGrain, helped. Okay, Mike McGrain. He is not... Well, did Michael help? Lay tile, no. I mean, with he, other construction that was going on at the facility. At, at the farmhouse or the barn? First at the farmhouse. At the farmhouse, no. How about the barn? At the barn, yes. This Michael McGrain, what did he do in the basement area. Michael helped me tile pretty much, you know, somebody, some of the floor. Was, was he a helper? Did he do an equal part? What was the role of each other? Uh, he was a helper when he had free time. He would come down and lend me a hand, my tools, my materials that I picked up. Okay. He would give me a hand. It's easier to do tile with two people. And you didn't show up every day and work a full day um, with regards to this construction at the farmhouse, did you? No, not at all. And you would show up when it was convenient for you, correct? I would show up to do a slow, steady pace if I did, let's say, 28 days of work, and the horse is going to cost, you know, for Symphony, the only one there at that time, $2,500. Do I want to get ahead of myself? No. So I did a controlled pace. Uh, Michael also had a problem paying for the materials, to have the materials there at points in time. Okay, so you, you basically worked at a pace where you felt your work was commensurate with the amount of money Lauren would have to pay to house these horses, correct? I did not say that. Do you think you're way ahead of Michael Barrison with regards to the construction of the farmhouse? I think we had a good relationship and I just wanted to keep busy. I also like to like to work. Also, I did believe we were ahead and, uh, and there was a lot of work per 
you know, at this point, it's Symphony that's there. Symphony was there, I believe, for maybe two months or so. So, well, you say tile, sheetrock, insulation, framing of walls, rehanging of doors, painting, spackling for one horse, two months, $2,500, $5,000. So I would say, yes, we were, I was ahead. So you're not a licensed contractor, are you? I am not. You're not even supposed to be doing construction in New Jersey without a license. Are you aware of that? I know that. I'm going to object. And what's the relevance, Mr. Belinkus? The the value of his work as opposed to a license. I I think we've had enough of this area, Mr. Belinkus. Move on. Well, you indicated uh, what you thought Michael's personality was. You said bold, loud, funny, personable. And then you said sometimes angry. Do you recall saying that? Yes. Would that pretty much describe a lot of people? Not sure. And during the entire time that you saw Michael Barrison, you never saw him become violent, did you? With people, no. He never threatened you, or you never saw him threaten Lauren Canterac at any point in time in the entire period of time that you knew him, correct? I don't believe so. No. The prosecutor talked to you about certain time restrictions. When did Barrison's staff turn against Lauren Canterac? A couple of weeks prior to that shooting. Was Lauren Canterac having problems with Justin Harden? Yes, we were unhappy with the way training with Evie was going. Did Lauren Canterac have problems with Mary Haskins? No, uh, she didn't want Mary Haskins as a trainer. She didn't like Mary Haskins at all, correct? Did you ask her? Based on your observations, was it obvious to you that there was a problem between Lauren Chanarak and Mary Haskins Gray? I mean, I don't know if it was anything more than uh, Dean Caddy. Jealousy? I have no clue. Were you aware that Lauren Chanarak was posting derogatory Facebook posts on the Internet talking about Michael Barrison and Mary Haskins Gray? Uh, I may have heard something along the way, but I couldn't state what it was. And, and who did you hear this along the way from? I don't remember. Wasn't everybody talking about these posts at the facility the last two to three weeks prior to the incident? I'm not sure. I, I could tell you that at least a week, maybe two, I don't think. No, about a week prior to the shooting, uh, nobody really communicated with me at all. And were you communicating with Lauren, like, Ask her what's going on, or you know, why are these people acting this way? Did you well, I, I couldn't give you an accurate description over the last two and a half years. I've heard, you know, many different things. I can't tell you what what our conversation was two and a half years ago. So that's what I'm trying to trying to get to. Okay. Well, you, you testified on direct that uh, at some point in time there were time limits placed on when you can go to the state. That's correct. correct. Those time limits were posted after Michael Barrison left his own home and was now living in the stable area, correct? I do not recall the exact data when those were posted. I know the police came up one day, and uh, it's on record when we talked about it, but I think it was a little maybe prior to that, a couple of days. Okay. You are aware that Michael Barrison left his house at some point, correct? I am. And, and do you have any idea why someone, or specifically he did, he left his house? I have many ideas. And one could be they didn't want to live in a construction zone. Two, they animosity between everybody. You know, I didn't ask them. They didn't tell me. We saw the pictures of the main floor 
your apartment was right above that area, correct? Yes. And there was no insulation or sheetrock on the ceilings and numerous walls, correct? I believe mainly in the kitchen, maybe maybe the bathroom. I'm not, I'm not 100%. Okay. But yes, there was no sheetrock on some of the, some of the walls, uh, ceiling section. And would you agree with me that because of that, there wasn't any real soundproofing and you could hear things between living areas. I mean, if there was insulation and sheetrock, you could still hear things. Prior, prior to the damage, we could hear things sometimes. Okay, but after the damage, it got a lot worse. Would you agree? I would imagine so, yes. Did you and Lauren Cataract have a lot of fights and yelling arguments while he was living below you? I don't know what a lot is considered. On a regular basis? I mean, we, I mean yeah, we argued. We argued a good deal. Now, at some point, you decide to purchase cameras to try to protect yourself, correct? I purchased camera because we were going to the show the next week. And, and that's the only reason why I you want to protect it. my property, correct? When you say your property, you want to protect the... I wanted to make sure nobody was coming into my house. Okay. And on the 6th, someone did come into your house, correct? Ms. Cox? I have, it was, uh, Ms. Cox did come into my house at one, one day that week. And, and that was captured on your cameras, correct? That was, yes. Okay, that was the day that the town came and did whatever they did, correct? The day that Ms. Cox was bitten by your dog. Oh, yes, the, the actually, yes, okay. yes. Okay. And, and you have your dog and Ms. Cox on that video, correct? Yes, I have Ms. Cox in my apartment. So on the 6th, those cameras were working, correct? For one day, I believe. And recording, correct? Recording, yes. I don't know if it recorded throughout the day. Now, you also purchased other surveillance equipment, correct? More specific. Recorders, tape recorders, so you can record private conversations. I did purchase digital recorders. How many? Two. When did you purchase them? Somewhere around the beginning or the end of the, uh, beginning of August, the end of the month prior. How did you purchase them? Purchased them online. And, and at any point in time, did the prosecutor ask for that proof of purchase? when he discussed this case with you? I don't believe so. Now, whose idea was it to purchase those recorders? I don't recall. Would you agree with me that they were purchased for a specific reason? I mean, yes. You had discussions with Lauren and her father with regards to putting a tape recorder in certain places to record conversations, correct? I don't recall the specifics. Well, who was in charge of these recorders? You or Lauren? I was. You were the one that physically put the recorders in whatever place they were in, correct? In her locker at the barn. Is it your sworn testimony that the only place you ever recorded a conversation was from Lauren's locker? The only place I placed the device is Lauren's locker. And where else did you record conversations? In my house, my truck, in my pocket. Did you ever place one by a dumpster? No. Did you ever record conversations by a a rock where the staff members would go and sit. I believe I just said so the only place I placed one is in Lauren's locker. Let me see that um, sign more. We have a legal issue that we have to resolve, and it, it's close to 4.30, so this is one of those days you get to leave a little bit early today. After Judge Taylor dismisses the jury, he and the attorneys discuss the legal issue out of earshot of our recording devices, and thus ends our coverage of day four of the trial of Michael Barrison. 
Join us on our next installment as Edward Belinkus continues his cross-examination of Robert Goodwin by seeking to delve deeper into the recordings made by the witness of the defendant and others on the Barrisone farm. If you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced and edited by Chris Taracone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrison.